You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California during this luxurious springtime, and I'm so glad that you can join me. And there is a special reason why you are listening today. No doubt you tuned in to understand what is happening in the world and wanting to know, well, how the heck did we create all these trying times? You know, the last two years, of course, has been all about the health of the people. But tonight's guest, Claudia Helt, talks about the importance of a healthy planet. Claudia states that one of life's greatest mysteries is the impact that we have upon others. Always we must behave in ways so that our influence is positive. Now you may think that you don't have time to focus on the planet, but Claudia Hilt, who is not an alarmist, by the way, but a practical and brilliant author, insists that you are the key to a healthy and vibrant planet. So I think you might find this show to be exceptionally vital for everyone. Now, you may think that you have no influence on what is happening in the world right now, with uh, actually possibly World War III approaching, but you do. I would like to remind you of what Dr. Wayne Dyer told us. He said, quote, you are the same as source. You are God. Because you come from God, you cannot be anything but God, unquote. And he also stated, Quote, I think the law of attraction has been misstated. You do not attract what you want. You attract what you are. That's how the law of attraction works. Unquote. You see, I believe all of Dr. Dyer's work and I believe what Claudia Health talks about in all of her books boiled down to helping people realize this fundamental truth that we are all God and we are the ones that can overcome the small, large, and worldwide obstacles by living lives that fully recognize that we are the creator of not only our lives but that of every aspect in and of our precious planet. So I want you to stand up and pay attention. This is a call to understand how we can all make a dramatic difference in the world right now. Claudia Helt, founder of the Center for Peaceful Transitions, highlights the completion of the, quote, Seeking Our Humanity trilogy. Now, the first book of the series has just been awarded honorable mention of the 2020 Paris Book Festival. Claudia Held is the author of 13 books, and as I mentioned, she is the founder of the Center for Peaceful Transitions. Claudia is an accomplished author who has written many books, but we will be talking about her very latest book, What Awaits Us, because after all, she's going to reveal that there really is a plan. So, let's take a fast break, and then we're going to be right back with Claudia Helt. You are really going to appreciate the show tonight. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. 
Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Well, welcome, Claudia, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so glad you're here because I really, really love this book that you wrote, which is what awaits us and it's all about the plan is active but there's a fascinating fascinating story behind it because it can actually heal the earth by healing the self so i think this is important for everyone to grasp right now so tell me how did this all start because you're an accomplished author you've written a lot of books first of all, I want to say thank you for having me. This is just such a pleasure and a delight. And I'm very excited to talk about this book, Jules, because I think, I think it's very important. I think we have an opportunity here to create great change. And um, quite frankly, I think humankind has to accept responsibility for creating great change because this planet needs us. She has given yes. us so much already, and now she really needs our help. Um, I agree. Yeah. Claudia, how did you get going on all of these books? Well, uh, it was quite a surprise in my life. There came a time when um, I was sitting with one of my clients. I was a, a psychotherapist. I'm now retired, but I was sitting with a client and as she was telling me her story, what I heard from the right side of myself was you're here for a reason. And I thought, well, that's very interesting. But as you can imagine, I'm there with a client. I was a little bit busy and this voice that just came into my mind um, was an interruption. It was an interference. And after the session was over, at that point, I didn't give it another thought because it had happened and it was gone. But the voice persisted and continued to persist until at one point, I had to sit down and recognize that something important was happening. <laughs> Quite frankly, in, in my world, when someone hears voices, that's a diagnosis. <laughs> and it's a red flag. So, not, in, not in our world. <laughs> not in the law of attraction. We look forward to it. <laughs> well, I do too now because it has, that voice has changed my life. Oh. Um, that was 20 some odd years ago. So when I finally got still enough to listen to the voice, I started receiving beautiful messages. 
um, messages that were so profound that I couldn't let my psychological background get in the way of this. It was just, I couldn't turn my back on it. Wow. And um, for about two years, I went through a learning process of hearing and listening in a totally different way than before. And then I felt called to leave my practice, which was quite a shock because, as you know, your clients don't follow you when you move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was the basis for all of this. And I went on what I thought was going to be a year sabbatical, and it turned out to be a six and a half year sabbatical. Wow. Where the books just started flowing and flowing. And for the last 20 years, that's what's been happening. All of the books are about saving the earth, reclaiming our humanity, and learning to be the person, persons that we are intended to be. I love it. I love it. And it is such a right message right now with what's going on in the world. But but tell me exactly, who do you think you're getting these messages from? Well, in the beginning, I was so excited and um, curious. I think whenever this starts to happen to someone, you want to know who you're talking to. Oh, exactly. And um, I had numerous teachers. And I felt like I was in boot camp, learning how to discern the energy of one from another. And at that time, everything was written. It wasn't by computer. And I could literally feel the different energy within me. And I was very, um, <laughs> I wouldn't say something nice about how obstinate I was at that time. I wanted to know, so I would just ask. And I, I heard a lot of incredible names that people have heard, like Mother Mary and Michael and Raphael, and more. And I, I don't like to throw those names out because I think that takes people into a realm of, um, oh, somehow this person can do it, but I can't. And that's just not the way it is. We all have the ability to do this, but we have to slow down. We're getting, we're getting insights and intuition all the time. And we just don't give it credit, quite frankly. And when I finally, you know, when I had my session interrupted with a client, that was a telltale for me is you need to slow down and pay attention to what's happening. And the voices became clearer and clearer. And I did go through a phase of, oh my God, do you know who I was just talking to? And it was very exciting. And then it was like, get over yourself, Claudia just do the work. And from messages came books. Now, you had these names. So there was multiple energies that were giving you messages. Yes. Now, the primary message out of all of this is that it's time. We need to sit up and pay attention. Or, or what? Well, what I will say is over the 20 some odd years that I've been doing this, the messages has, have gotten stronger and stronger. And we've reached a point, I, I like you were saying, what you just said, the time is now. We need to act now. Um, we have all the information we need about the earth's distress. Mm. We, we have it. It's not fun to think about. We don't like thinking about it. Um, but you know, if you have a loved one in your family who is ill, even though you want to deny it, the reality is you can't. You have to step up and do what's right for that, for that individual. Well, the earth is an individual, a very, very large individual who has taken care of us ever since we came into existence. And the truth of the matter is, if, 
if we would address our issues, if we were really interested in becoming the person we are intended to be, our energy would be so positive mm. that she would start healing. And if, if you just think about, if I, if I can get people to think about how they live their days, now, do you wake up happy uh, when you get in the car and drive to the work, drive to work and someone pulls out in front of you? Um, do you wish that person well or do you growl at them? <laughs> And to try to get people to realize that even though they may not think of themselves as a negative person, we all have it within us. And it leaks out all over the place. And we can see that when, you know, we're having some type of frustration or anger with a spouse or with children or with friends, it happens. We don't like to think about it, but it happens. Um, and those people can just walk away from us. Mm -hmm. and not want to put up with us. But when we have any kind of frustration, and, and we can all imagine where frustration can go at times, there is one individual who can't get away from us, and that's the earth. She is always there absorbing the negative energy that goes with our negative emotions. And if we could get people, Jules, to just recognize that, can you imagine the difference? Like if, if I go through the day and keep track of my um, mishaps, at the end of the day, I would not want you to see the number that I had had. <laughs> That's and, okay, multiply that by over seven and a half billion people. We're all having mishaps through the day, which means we are sharing negative energy with the earth. Well, she's got so much backlog, you know, she doesn't need anymore. So and I know a lot of people are going to think that this is just woo-woo stuff. But ask an energy worker, and they're going to tell you it's not just woo-woo stuff. They're going to tell you it's a fact. Mm -hmm. Ask a nurse. Almost all nurses will, will be able to, to elaborate upon this. If we're good people, we send out good energy. If we're having a bad day, that bad energy is absorbed by the planet. We can help heal her without leaving our homes. We can sit in our easy chairs and just think and do positive thoughts. We can be kind to people. One of my friends was so frustrated because she can't see people's smiles behind the mask. And she said, but it just it made me more and more determined that I was gonna smile at everybody that I encountered and that they would be able to see my smile through my eyes. Can you imagine how she changed people's day? I mean, how many did she change? And what if the seven and a half billion people started doing that? Well, fortunately for us, the seven and a half billion people um, or hundred billion people do not all have TVs. And there is an incredible amount of fear being placed on people. And it's like, okay, right now, are we going to start a world war? I think that the fear is getting to the point. And it's not coming from the human being. It's coming from the media. It's coming from the political part. We're not getting the truth. And so it's very, very fearful for everyone. And I can understand fear is the greatest thing to, to get beyond. It really is difficult. It's energy. And so it's like, what do you do to get beyond it? And this is where I think you can help people. How do you get beyond that drastic fear? that has been placed on not only adults, not only oldsters like myself, but on 
young babies mm-hmm. who are learning all of this from a year early age. They're learning how to be controlled. So how do we break free? We want to help Mother Earth. We want to exist in a wonderful society. But how do we get there? Well, you know, I've been wondering that for a long time. And each book kept saying about telling us that we had to change. We had to accept responsibility, so on and so forth. And then I remembered as a therapist that you never forced change on a client until they had good coping skills. Because like it or not, the coping skills that an individual has is serving them. It may not be serving them in the best way, but it's doing something. So you want to create a strength within people so that they can confront the issues. And the decline of the earth is a huge issue. So what I love about the plan that has been presented in the book is that it is so remarkably easy that my biggest fear is people won't give it credibility, but it's important. And the first thing is we build coping skills by training people to look at what's going on in the world, their inner circle, their bigger circle, and then we have to look at the the internet circle, the global circle. But first you have to look around what's going, look around within your home. What's going on there? What do you have to change to make things better? But most importantly, you start looking at the goodness. What is going on within your family that is honorable, admirable, um, happy, good, kind, delight? And then you spread that to your circle. And every day you mark down what kind of experiences that you witnessed. Did you initiate it? Did you receive it? Um, I don't care how you bear witness to it. Um, Mark it down because by the time you get home in the evening, you're not going to remember anymore because what you're going to be thinking about or those hiccups during the day, the mishaps during the day. So the first thing we want people to do is to learn how to focus on all the goodness that is around us because there's a lot. And we're not going to hear that in the media. No, we're not. (laughs) So we create our own media. We witness it. We express it. We share it with others so that they start focusing on on the positive as well. Jules, this is so easy, it's just unbelievable. But we have been trained to focus on the negative. So if we gave people two legal size sheets of paper and said, okay, tell me today, what were the good things that happened and what were the negative things that happened? I think the one on the negative page is going to be much more full than on the other one. And that's nothing but the habitual manner that we have. We move towards negative information. And we are certainly given all the negative information that anybody might want here in the States. But we can choose what we read. We can choose what we watch. And we can look around us and start making our list of all the incredibly good things that go on around us and that we can create. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just thinking that just this morning, I just turned on the internet because I work from the internet. And there was pictures of a family that just got killed in Russia laying on the ground. So it's how, how do we, we just have to, I guess, send them a prayer. I think we have to be sending a lot of prayers. I also think that we need to be holding the space 
for the Ukrainian people, yeah. people all over the world. Yeah, it's and, happening everywhere. Yes. Um, it's it's just so hard to remain positive when you're seeing so much ugliness. So how do we get rid of the ugliness so that we can focus on the positivity? There's that seems what the problem is. How do you come home from work after witnessing all this stuff? How do you come home and feel good? And so without closing your mind, you know, you can't ignore it. But the, do we just develop a plan in action saying, okay, that might be happening now, but we, but someday it's not going to be happening? Well, your questions are the, the same questions that so many people are asking. And we cannot go into denial. We cannot be blind about this. Right. But it's it it also cannot be our primary focus. So we can't get stuck in it. Oh, yes. That's I the most important thing. And that's what we're doing. We're getting stuck in getting, seeing all. Yeah. You know, the, the way I have gotten through the last couple of years is, well, it's more than a couple, but certainly during COVID, um, I've had to be very careful about what I do read. I want to be informed, but I don't want to start up every morning being overwhelmed by all of the tragedies. Mm. Um, because I personally really believe that for every tragedy, there are more experiences of goodness going on, but that's not what's happening. So when I talk about finding the goodness in your smaller and medium-sized circles, that creates a new habit. If this is what you look for in your life, then you, you don't stop seeing the negative, but you don't give the negative as much attention. In your own personal space, you are creating a more and more powerful energy, uh, uh, a, a positive energy, which outweighs the negative energy. So when we're still, and you know, we're, we're not going to just snap our fingers and make this go away. Yeah, gonna, darn it. <laughs> I know, but, but we're going to have to bear witness during these trying times. And as far as I can see is that you, ooh, dare I word this, use this word, but you conquer negative energy with positive energy. Um, when, when I saw the, the tragic films about George Floyd, mm. um, I couldn't be with them for long, but because I had lived six years in Minneapolis and had so many friends there, what I could do was immediately focus my attention on those friends and sending them positive energy and, and the whole community. Um, so I didn't go into denial. I didn't let myself linger in fury. I just put all of my attention to sending light and love to friends and to that community. And I believe in that. You know, when I was growing up, I'm sure you saw this too. There was a movie called Pollyanna. Mm -hmm. And many years, many, many years of my life, people have started putting that down. Oh, you're just a Pollyanna. And I'm looking back, I'm going, what's wrong with Pollyanna? She had the ability and she had a difficult life. She had the ability to change and to rethink the negativity into positiveness. And for so many 40 or 50 years of my life, people have put down this kind of thinking. I'm going, but this is powerful thinking. What would make us not want to do this? <clears throat> not want to 
to change um, the way that we're thinking about something. And I think what you're trying to tell us through these books, we are actually creating, manifesting out our fears to give us justification. But perhaps we need to be throwing out Pollyanna's information back into us where we can stand up and say, okay, that happened, but, but let's look at it the other side. And it's, it's really not difficult, but boy, we sure put, or the powers that be put that down so that we wouldn't think if we thought like Pollyanna, I have a feeling that we would be harder to control. Oh, I think so too. I think you nailed it. I think we need to go back and watch that Disney movie. And I think Haley Mills starred in it. And I think we got to go back and watch that. Sit down with the kids and watch that. And I think that's where you and I understood, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Mm -hmm. And then to witness how they demonized Pollyanna when she was right on target. She was. She was. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, it's a very sad statement. It is. The reality is that negativity has created a great deal of money. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Yes. Not, not only in the film industry, but in so many uh, um, in know, the medical industry that's, that's the word I was looking for oh my goodness we would never have thought that the medical industry could be so money driven where it's actually killing lives we would never have thought that and so we have to turn that around to think now what what is this what could we think besides our now fear of the medical industry well jules i take that back to changing ourselves okay um i i agree with you about the the medical industry has made so much money on medicine to quote quote keep us happy <laughs> and the reality is we need to know how to keep ourselves happy yeah. And, and, and I'm, as I'm saying this, I do not want to discount all the people who are on medication because they need it. Please right, right. don't hear any shame in what I'm saying. But if we started as children being happy, optimistic youngsters, we would grow into being happy, optimistic adults. And we have many decades of people that are living who have been living under circumstances where life hasn't been all that happy. Right. So, you know, we, again, we can't just snap our fingers and say, okay, you guys just let go of your memories. Just let go of those times. And all of a sudden start be, start thinking in another way, but we can start talking about changing our ways. We can teach people to look for the good, to not only look for the goodness, but to create goodness. Yeah, to be the good. To be the good. Um, and, and to say, like my friend said, to morning, when, this morning when I go out for my walk behind my mask, I'm going to smile everyone, at everyone. I'm going to absolutely light up their day. And my, my spouse and I, when we go on our walks, we greet everyone. Oh, wow. and, you know, I'm not saying that I've got this down perfect. I'm not even close to having it down perfect. But what I am saying is I am one person right now who's talking to another person and we're finding ideas about how to make changes. Let's get everybody out there talking about how yeah. to make changes. You know, and that's a good point. Sometimes it has to get so dark in order to force us to change the way we think. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're pretty, unless it takes a lot to make us change. That's everyone. But I'm curious, you, what state are you 
what state are you in? You're still wearing mask? Uh, you know, we just got home last night, so I, I'm oh. not sure what state we're, we're in, quite frankly. I think that we were, were going to be um, letting go of masks sometime last year, last week. But oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, that's most of the country. That's good. And it's a good thing. Well, I, I, we were very, very pleased with our, our governor. She was absolutely, um, uh, I think she was a warrior and a hero because she was doing things that the, the state was saying, we don't really have to do that. And because of her, we, we fared well. Good. We well, Good. So, yeah. Um, this, is, this is really the information that we're talking about has to do with the book that you just wrote or whomever it is that helped you write it. Um, so what's the bottom line then? It's up to us to change. But you said that there is a plan in place. And is the plan simply for us to stand up now individually and say, I'm not going to play that kind of ball game. I, I, I kind of want to be a Pollyanna. I want to change the way that the world thinks and get out of this disaster thinking, get out of this fear driven. Is that what your book is all about? Um, what the book is all about is that the uh, other species on the planet are approaching us. Wonderful animals are coming forward uh, of, of various kinds, and they are boldly engaging with humans and saying, we are doing everything we can do to help the planet, but we need your help. And quite frankly, it is your species that is the problem. So we need to get you on board. So, okay, who are the species that you're talking about, the oh, animals? There's a, an incredible encounter with this um, couple who go on their favorite walk, and a beautiful buck plants itself in the middle of the, um, the trail and just stares at them. And they're so excited because they've been watching this buck every time they go for walks. And... Um, he telepathically communicates to them a vision, which is what animals do. And in the vision, they both see that he is allowing them to approach him. And they do this very slowly and they finally get there close to him. And they had seen the vision where each was stroking the muscles of his beautiful neck, the you know, powerful neck that they have. And then he begins to speak tele telepathically to them. And um, it was a very profound, wise message, an appeal, a plea to these humans to get on board. And so you have that wonderful thing. We have yeah. another couple who is working in their, what they call the outer garden. And I love this story. Um, everywhere this guy is going and he's trying to do everything in alignment with the highest good of the garden. He didn't want to cause any harm to any plants. And he would have visions of how he needed to move one plant and exactly how to do it. And um, boom, there was the pathway that he was wanting to create. Well, the whole time he's doing this, he's being stalked by three rabbits. And he knew that something was up, but he was busy. And then a little bit further on in the story, he and his wife are sitting in the outer garden and they're expressing their gratitude for this small piece of property that they were enjoying so much. And as they're there, the three rabbits show up again and two stay on the trail and one approaches and he stands up on his haunches and he stares at them and he eventually telepathically says, we've been trying to get your attention for a very long time, mm. but you're very distracted. And then he says, 
What must we do to get your attention? Must we become violent? Mm. Oh my goodness. Said, your species seems enamored with violence. Must we become violent to get your attention? Wow. I mean, when I receive that message and as I speak it to you, I just get chills. And then the rabbit continues to tell them about, once again, you know, it's your species that has to get on board. We're doing everything we can. And there's a woodchuck and there's um, an eagle and, um, and I'm forgetting some of them, Jules, but what is different in this book is that you actually have these wonderful creatures that we live with, but act like they don't even exist, that they're coming through to us and they're touching us in a, in a way that our news doesn't touch us or et cetera, et cetera. The scientists don't seem to have uh, any effect over us. So you have these incredible messages and the point of the book is that we can save the earth if we straighten up. And the plan, the whole point of the plan is give them coping skills, train them to start looking at the positive, and then have them start looking at their negative behaviors. And it is so easy because every time you see something negative, whether it's word, thought, deed, you make a hash mark on a sheet of paper, just keep a little notebook with you. At the end of the day, you count up your hash marks. And hopefully you take the time to journal about what you've done. Because if you give this attention and you see, why did I do that? You know, why did I make those horrible remarks about that man who just pulled out in front of me? He's just trying to get to work, just like me. Or why did I growl at my spouse this morning? Why couldn't I just be present and be loving before I went to work? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that you'll think about those things and say, I don't have to be that way. I can do it differently. And you think about how you're going to do it differently. And then one of the characters in the story said that he needed data in terms of changing. So what he had decided, he's the one that brought forward the, the hash marks. And at the end of the week, he was going to total up his hash marks and again, you're not going to want to show them to anybody. But at the end of the week, he was going to vow to himself and his circle of friends that he was going to reduce those negative hash marks by 25%. Mm, great, and then the God. next week, he was going to do it again until he could see that he was changing. Because if we just talk about this, it's easiest for, for us to say that we're going to go out and do this. But unless we track it and actually see some data, you know, it's our science project. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And that is the way we're going to change. And it sounds easy, but if you really look, you see the purpose of it. Everybody she says boldly, everybody needs to do a journey. But so many of us are way too busy to even think about having a journey. In fact, before I had my, I'm still on my journey, but before it started, I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> and I'm not the only one. But the reality is this plan offers all of us an opportunity to do our inner work we can all change. You know, that's one of the gifts of, of being alive is we always have the opportunity to be growing, evolving, changing, coming back and doing it again. Um, but we've got to get on it. We've spent too, too much time, I fear, being selfish. And now we have to really participate in an act of generosity that is so big, which is the earth, we've got to take care of her. And we can. And we, we most of us don't have the opportunity to go out and buy an electric car. 
We don't have the opportunity to turn a house into a greenhouse. We don't have the kind of money to do that. But the reality is, if we change our behavior, she will begin to heal faster, which will allow all this wonderful sustainability things that are going on. It's going to give them more time. You're right. One way way of looking at this, Jewel, is every time we create a mishap, I think of it as, depending upon the size of the mishap, but I just say, this is one teaspoon of poison that I'm giving the earth. Every time I act out in some kind of way, it's a poison. And we all know that some of the poison is a lot bigger than a teaspoon. But at the end of the day, you look at your hash marks at the end or end of the week, and you see how much poison we have contributed to her. And again, multiply that by all the billions of people on the planet. Then you can really understand why we are the primary problem. And if we start reducing those teaspoons of poison by 25% a week, that gives the sustainability people time to do what they need to do. I agree. And it's time for us to take personal responsibility and that we have all got to acknowledge our part in the scheme of things. It's something that we can't put off on anyone else or be distressed on what's happening. We have to change our mind to change our lives. We have to change the way we think to change the planet Earth. Yes. That's simply put, that's the only way to to look at it. It's time that we can't push the responsibility off on anyone else. It's time for us to look deeply. And no matter what age you are. That's right. It's all the way up from babies all the way up. We've got to start teaching the children this message as well. It just can't be the adults. It has to start. Everything has to change. And it's right now. Things have got to change because we're getting into a situation where we're hurting Mother Earth even more than ever. And so it's now. It's now or never. And that's what your book is speaking to. Get going. (laughs) And the other thing I want to say, if I can very quickly, The thing that is so wonderful about all of these books is that it models the the necessary behavior for us. The cast of characters are loving, kind individuals. They are showing us how to do it. Which is another reason that the books are helpful, but they need to, they. That's why everybody needs to read it. And not only you, the adult, read it, but you got to give it to your child to read it. You got to read it to your child. They're not difficult books to understand. They're very simple, but you have to put it. We have one obligation, and that is to do the suggestions your book is telling us to do, all of your books. Because basically they go along the same line, but it's time. It's time. It is time. It's past time. It's doable. And it's doable. That's right. It is so. I just wish people would understand that this is not the big trial and tribulation that they think it is. The trial and tribulation is continuing the way we are. Yeah, exactly. So we just got to bring back Pollyanna. Simple. Bring that out. I'll write Disney a letter. Bring that movie back out. <laughs> we all need to experience that again. And you know what? Now's the time. Before it wasn't, but now it's definitely necessary. We need to change the way that we're thinking in order to create a safe planet for everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much for being my guest today for your beautiful book. And there's more information in the magazine this month. So, yeah, I want everyone to go to the magazine and read it. And 
you need to, I mean, they can contact you. You have, um, how can, how can they contact you? Uh, go to the website and um, the, the email is on it. Okay. And you will give them information. You have a group of participants, don't you? We have a group that's, that is practicing what the book is showing us. Yeah, thank goodness. Okay. So this makes it a lot easier. Well, because what we see is groups starting all over the world, coming together and talking about this. This is wonderful. This is absolutely wonderful. And give the name of the site, the website. Okay. It's long. The Center for Peaceful Transitions.com. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. We're going to put that underneath this. Uh, and so everybody knows uh, they can just go to the show notes and, and click on it and it will direct you right there. I think it's incumbent upon everyone to get going. We have, it's not about money. It's not about, it's about our future, our children's future, our grandchildren's futures. So we have no choice. We have to do it now. Well, I, let me tag on one more thing. Okay. It isn't about money. You know, obviously oh, yeah. any money that the, the center receives helps promote the books. But the plan can be downloaded for free on the internet, on the website, okay? I want you to read the book, but if for some reason you don't feel like you can at the moment, you can get the plan for free. And that's wonderful. And that's, that's all we need. Okay, good. Thank you so much, Jules. This has been a dream come true. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I want to invite you back too, that we can catch up and see where we're at. I'm sure you're going to get further messages. And so if you can contact me, I'll be glad to help you out with those messages and get it out to the public. That's wonderful. Would love to do that. Yay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.